for January 2024 and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast and I'm your host Brad Douglas that opening song is Secret Agent Man and we're talking about 80s with Secret Wars so why not have Bruce Willis sing it yeah it makes sense in my brain anyway before we get to uh, our interview with Tom DeFalco and Pat Olaf talking about their miniseries I want to remind you about patreon.com slash crawlspace log on and you can get an exclusive podcast like our monthly spider satellite episode uh, George is back he's reviewing the ultimate spider-man book that just came out you don't want to miss that also there's a lot of perks like uh, behind the scenes info there's swag crawlspace t-shirts coffee mugs and stickers an exclusive Discord, etc. So log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. Hey, crawlspacers, welcome to a special edition celebrating 40 years of Marvel Superhero Secret Wars. And we've got two people that are writing a new miniseries set within that time. We've got the writer himself, Tom DeFalco. Welcome back to the show, Tom. Right. Thanks for having me, Brad. It's this is like our this is like we're doing it now at least a couple times a year at this point. You're you're a regular. <laughs> you're the norm of the crawl space. You walk in, the fans know you. <laughs> well, yay! <laughs> that and fifty cents will will not get you much actually. Um, right. And we also have the artist of this new mini series. We've got Pat. What's going on, Pat Olive? Hey, Brad. How, How are, are you? you? Welcome back, sir. Last uh, time, Tom we- Falco, right? I'm yeah, sure. yeah, you look familiar. Did, did we ever work together? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Should we admit that? <laughs> the last time we were all together, we were celebrating 50 years of Tom DeFalco as a professional <laughs> writer. Yes, that's exactly right. And I, I had technical difficulties that night. So uh, I just want to say again, congratulations on 50 years, Tom, because my feed cut out and I couldn't do it last time. <laughs> well he's a he's a year late but he got it in tom <laughs> and now we're 51 years of this happy, there you go. happy 50 happy, happy belated there you go exactly exactly we, we gotta see if we're gonna move into 52 next year <laughs> you right are now, because good. issue four comes out and what issue three and four of this mini comes out in 2024 so you are 52 that's years that's right Boom! We did math. (laughs) So tell me how this project came about. Tom, would you like to start? How did this project come about? Well, Secret Wars, Marvel Secret Superhero Secret Wars Battle World, which is the longest title of all time. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's kind of a ridiculous title, but um, (laughs) you know, uh, I I guess they had had a discussion about it in the office, and um, at some point, the editor, uh, Mark Fazzo, uh, got in touch with me, mm-hmm. and he said to me, we want to do a, a direct sequel to Secret Wars, you know, the original Marvel Secret Wars. And I said, we already did that. It was called Secret Wars 2. <laughs> <laughs> he said, no, we want, we want to do another one. We want to go back to the first Secret Wars, and we want to, you know, um, do an, an untold tale connected to that. Mm-hmm. And I thought an untold tale connected to a story that came out. I, I thought it was 30 years ago. I since 
discovered it's 40 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and I thought, and still make it relevant for readers today because I figured, you know, at least half the readers weren't even born when the first Secret Wars came out. Um, including so, what, including who you said earlier, including my editor, your editor is not even 40 yet. He's <laughs> not even born then. And, and I thought, that's exactly right. Most editors these days, most <laughs> editors. And I thought, how, you know, how do you make something like that? You know, re re relevant to, to, to the readers of today. How do you do a story that, you know, still means something, even though it's based on something 40 years ago. And uh, and I think we found out a way. <laughs> found it. So. Yeah, I, you know, when whenever I'm I'm faced with a challenge where I always go, how the heck do you do that? Mm -hmm. I, I know I have to take the assignment. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Pat, how did the assignment come to you? Um, well, I was uh, uh, I was between projects at that moment, and I was looking for work. Uh, I had contacted. Um, I always like to contact people that I've worked with in the past that I enjoy working with and, uh, and keep my fingers crossed that something will develop. So I contacted uh, Tom. Mm. Um, um, he told me about the projects and he would suggest me for the project. Um, I thought that uh, an Untold Tales uh, story kind of fit with my past, getting my connection to Untold Tales of Spider-Man. And uh, um, so he, he, you know, suggested me to the editor and um, obviously they were uh, uh, not in their right mind. And they said, sure, <laughs> let's, let's get this guy on board. So I said, absolutely. I would love to do it. So, I mean, Tom and I have worked together a bunch of times in the past. I love working with Tom. And um, um, so I thought, I thought it was a good, a good fit. So I was just really happy that they decided that they were willing to, to put me on the project. And Pat, your Definitely. art is beautiful in this stuff. You're knocking oh, it out of the you. park in the first issue. You got thank you, thank you, I, ice giants and symbiotes. Yes, and <laughs> yeah. Tom, Tom gave me a lot to uh, to a lot to play with for sure. <laughs> you got to have fun with this stuff, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that was one of the things that um, I had done a, a, a store appearance um, uh, the night that uh, uh, that the book came out, and. Um, and uh, it was really nice. I had a lot of people show up with the book and signed a bunch of copies. And uh, the, the thing that I did that I think they commented on, and the thing that I made sure that I that I uh, that I wanted to to, uh, to accentuate was that it is a fun project. I mean, it really is. I mean, I had a lot of fun drawing it. I think the readers will have a lot of fun reading it. Um, um, so yeah, I think I think uh, fun is the key word in this project. And this gives me a bunch of fun. This this gives me so many <laughs> memories of playing with. I still have them on my desk, by the way. The original. Oh wow! The originals oh, from the eighties. These are the ones I played with. They survived. I mean, very childhood. Good. Very good. But yeah. uh, this gives me such nostalgia to see you do a recap of the original eighties book. Well, that that was a lot of fun to do because then I got to draw, especially in the earlier recap scenes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I got to see what what Mike did and uh, uh, Mike yeah. Zek, uh, and um, you know, I tried to make sure that I remained faithful to kind of the, the timeline that we're we're working in. Yeah. Um, but then to get to get a draw, basically all those characters and some of those flashback scenes was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. 
And the giant, what, the hives back here? I remember. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, right, exactly. Is that where they lived? I think that's where they lived, or that was their headquarters for a little bit, maybe. I don't no, know. I, yeah, I think the headquarters were something different. They were structurally different. Yeah. Um, but those were, I think they were just kind of, in the, I wouldn't, I, I can't speak for Mike, but they seem to be just kind of indications of an, an otherworldly landscape, that kind of thing. So I wanted to make sure that I, uh, I got those in there because they were certainly pretty unique. And we got a couple more. I got four pages that Marvel sent over um, yeah. uh, these preview images. That right there is one of yeah. my, I have to admit, that was one of my favorite panels. Is that panel this where one. Spidey is chasing, or I mean, the Human Torch is chasing Spidey as they run, as they run through the battling uh, alien uh, um, uh, hordes. Yeah. Um, it was just a lot of fun because there's such great, Tom writes such great interaction with them and there's such mm -hmm. great characters to play with. Yeah. And there's such a great team oh, yeah. that um, that was so much fun. That was great. Yeah. And um, you can't go wrong with Human Torch and Spidey teaming up. It's worked <laughs> nope. since the 60s. Absolutely. I mean, you guys are, are still mining it. Oh, look at this. This is a great one. Look at this. is great, Pat. There you go. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, no, Pat. Did a, <laughs> Pat did a fabulous job. Yeah. Um, you know, he he got handicapped somewhat because they wanted me to do it full script instead of our normal Marvel style. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. but I cheated a lot because I, I knew Pat was going to be trying. <laughs> I I don't know who came up with the uh, the logo here, but it's so classic with yeah. the uh, the shields that the guys wore. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, um, so uh, Tom, talk about 1984 when this came out. <laughs> what you you weren't you were a writer at the time, right? At Marvel, what? you were you were an editor or writer at the time? Um, uh, both. I've always you know. Yeah. I, I, I originally started Mar at Marvel as as a writer, um, and then at a certain point, Jim Shooter asked me if I'd like to be an editor, um, and um, I, I kind of passed on it on it because uh, I hadn't had a full time job in years. Yeah. Uh, but he said, "I only need you for maybe six months." So, so when I started as an editor, it was supposed to be a temporary job. Uh, it ended up closer to twenty years. But uh, hey, real quick, Pat, are you? Is there clicking or something? What What is that? Yeah, I I'm starting to pick up on that. I'm not sure exactly where where that's coming from. I mean, I'm all connected. Everything should be fine. Uh, I didn't hear it at the beginning, but I am starting to pick up on some of the clicking. I'm not sure yeah. where that's coming from. I I just muted you, and I think it's on your. Well, okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. When you talk, it's not there. That's weird. It is weird. Um, let's see. Can you go back out and come back in? And let's see if that works. I can try. Okay, sure, I can let's try. See if that works. Okay, let's see. Gotta love technology. <laughs> All, right. All right. And there's Pat. Okay. And I think the clicking's gone. Okay. Yeah. All right. One more time. You were a writer and an editor at Marvel in 84. In 84, yeah. I, I was hired as uh, uh, the uh, – we had made the deal with Mattel to do uh, to do a, a, a toy line. Right. And they decided they wanted to call the thing Secret Wars. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
And I remember I had an all-day battle with Mattel because um, <laughs> we wanted the name Marvel in there somehow. Yes, yes. And, and they finally, you know, after about an eight or nine-hour uh, discussion, um, they uh, agreed to call it Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars. Hello? Yeah. There you are. Hello? You're back. You're back. I'm back. I, I don't hear clicking. That's good. <laughs> Hello? Yep, yep. Can you hear us okay? All right. Let's see. Hello. Is that better? Yeah. I, I don't yeah. hear clicking at the moment. All right. Awesome. Okay. All right. So, so Mattel didn't want the word Marvel, but you, you held your ground. It was a battle world back in 84, <laughs> evidently. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was. Um, and um, uh, Jim, I remember that... At a, at a certain point, we, we tried to get a, a number of people to work on this Secret Wars, mm -hmm. but everybody looked at it as a toy book. Okay. And, um, you know, Claremont passed. I think Simonson passed. I'm not sure about Simonson. But we, we asked a couple of people, but they didn't want to work on the toy book. Okay. So Jim Shooter decided, I oh, can't get anybody else to write it. I'm going to write it. You know, <laughs> and I'll show them, show them how to handle the characters. Okay. And um, uh, I was chosen to edit it, and uh, <laughs> and we went from there. It was a very enjoyable experience from beginning to end. <laughs> You're still twitching. Uh <laughs> I still twitch about that. <laughs> um, so it sounds like, and in, in, maybe that was '83 when that you guys were talking about it, and it came probably, out yeah, because it came out in '84. Yeah, so you guys probably didn't know what it would do. You, if if nobody wanted to do it, no one would say in 2023 we're still talking about it. Where people are still getting royalties off of it, etc. Not a chance. Yeah. Um, uh, at, at one point, Shooter uh, decided that you know we're gonna have send the characters away and have them come back. And when they come back, yeah. you know, there's going to be some differences. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, somebody had uh, uh, sent in a, a plot in which Spider-Man gets a stealth costume. Mm -hmm. And uh shooter said, Hey, let, let me look at that plot. See if, see if we can take anything from it. Well, ultimately we didn't take anything from it. Um, black suit. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, idea well, yeah. it, it wasn't even wasn't even that suit right. um and but Judah said well we're gonna hire a bunch of our artists to give us their version of a of a spider-man's stealth suit and uh mike zek was the guy that uh did the one that Judah liked the best mm -hmm. and then rick leonardi futzed with the michael mike <laughs> zek design yeah um so uh, you know i often say that that Black suit had had many many parents. What it, before, while we keep on that point, I want to ask both of you because if I remember what real Leonardi did from Marvel Age, they they debated if they wanted white on the black or red on the black. What do you uh, guys? There was part of that, and also Leonardi connected the legs on the side of oh, the suit because yeah. originally it, it had symbol in front, symbol in back, and. And Rick Leonardi changed the legs so that they they linked up and stuff like that. Do you guys like that, or do you like what they stuck with the white with the white and the black? Yeah, I like the white. I like the white. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. 
I think it's more. I think the higher contrast. I think it's more striking. I just think yeah. it's a. Yeah, I just like it better. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Both are good looking though. Oh, and, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And somewhere and I, in the Spider Verse, there's that dude with the red and the black. <laughs> it's yeah, out there somewhere. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, uh, the the original uh, plot uh, uh, was uh, Peter David uh, adapted it. Um, there was a, a comic book called the Spider Man. Um, I don't, I don't remember, but they actually adapted it and showed what 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 the uh, what the design was in that. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah, Ron Friends and I did a backup story in that in that I comic. I probably read it, but it's been a minute. So, yeah. how many how how long did it take before you realized this thing's gonna this is gangbusters? This book, I think it sold half a million. Is that what on the first each issue? Main some, something like that. Well, um, when when everybody heard that Spider Man was getting a new suit, yeah. somehow or other that had leaked out. Um, Word of mouth. We got hate mail, and I mean hate mail. And at this stage of the game, I don't remember if it was one sack of mail or two sacks of mail. Two sacks of hate. (laughs) (laughs) But what I always remember is the guy, the the gentleman who ran the mailroom, really, you know, a really sweet guy named Joe, came in and he dropped the sacks on my desk. And he glared at me and said, I don't know what you did, but don't you ever do it again. You've clogged up my entire mailroom. And he was pissed. He didn't look like Willie Lumpkin, did he? No, no. Okay. He, Joe's he, a different really, cat. Really sweet guy. I'd never seen oh, him yeah. before. <laughs> and, I, and I remember Shooter came in and, yeah. all, and all that mail was how much people hated the idea, how they were never going to buy another Marvel comic book. They're never going to buy a Spider-Man comic book. This thing was considered a, a disaster before it came out. Mm. And Shooter came in. He says, "What issue does Spider Man get the get the new costume?" I said, "Two fifty two. He says, "Get rid of it in two fifty three. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I said, "Jim, Jim, we can't do that. He doesn't even get it for eight issues. It's no. Secret Wars. We can't get rid of it before he gets it." Right. And Shooter said to me, "Well, listen. If sales on Spider Man go down, you know, you, you, <laughs> it's going to be your butt." Um. And I thought, yeah, listen, I'm only the fill-in writer anyway. So, <laughs> oh, I, you know, we probably talked about that. You, you didn't think you had the gig for a long time because 252 was your first co-written well, issue. 251 was was my first, I, oh, and I'm I was sorry. just scripting yeah, off of Roger Stern plots. I, I didn't think, right. you know, I, I figured I'd do the script for 251 and it'd be fired then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, when the time came for me to actually do my first Spider-Man plot, I, I think I did it like, I rewrote it about, probably about 10 times. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but when know, did you, when did you find out it was going gangbusters? Like when the sales came in, like when did you, when the sales it? initially came in, yeah. the sales department panicked because the sales were much higher than they thought they, they thought they deserved to be. The sales department thought this was going to be a disaster too. Wow. And as a result, they arranged for me, um, for me and Elliot Brown to go to, to, to uh, California for about two weeks where we were going to go up and down the coast of California to sign it, to help the retailers sell these things because, you know, otherwise they were afraid everybody was going to get stuck with books. Right. And I think the uh, 
the the comics arrived on I, I I don't remember if it was Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, we were supposed to do our first signing the day after that. We showed up. There were no copies in the stores. Everybody oh, wow. had sold out already. Wow. It was already, already going for a second print by the time we got there. Nice. So we did this coast you know, from the bottom, from San Diego up to San Francisco to sign comic books that weren't there. <laughs> um, wow. That's so it was a, an entertaining time. Yeah. Um, and that's around that po- point we, we thought, hey, maybe this is going to work. Right. But uh, now, I, now, I, now Pat, know. talk about 84. Were you in the industry yet? Or no, in 84, okay. I was in high school. Okay. <laughs> so I was not in the industry. I was dreaming of being in the industry, but no, in 84, I was in high school. Did, did um, you, do you have fond memory? Did you pick this book up in 84? I did. I picked up a couple of them. Um, they were harder to find, you know, at that point I was only be, I was only getting comic books at my, uh, the local like corner drugstore, mm-hmm. that thing. Um, so, um, um, that was always kind of hit and miss. So I would pick up an issue and then write, race back the next month and couldn't find anything. So I didn't have any comic shops near me. Uh, at that point, um, the regular titles that I was reading, um, I had subscribed to, so they were being mailed to me, but I wasn't aware of, of Secret Wars as, as something I wanted to subscribe to. So uh, I know the mailman hated me because... I think at one point I was subscribing to like 20 books a month or something. I would all these like books in my <laughs> slammed into my mailbox. Um, but Secret Wars was something I kind of had to find on my own through the local drugstore, which kind of hit and miss. So I did see some of them. That's, um, that's funny. Both of you have traumatic mailman stories of this book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think of it that way, but that's true. That's true. All po- you guys are taking out the post office. office. That's exactly. funny. Uh, I, I was nine years old in 1984, and I have a, a fond memory of picking up this book. We used to get it at our local grocery store. And in 84, right. we, we were going to uh, Disney World, and we went uh, a week later, and we went into the grocery store a week before that, and I got from the spinner rack the first issue and maybe a couple other comics. And I said to my grandma, I'm like, oh, can I pick these up, these three books? She goes, no, we need to conserve money. We're going to Florida Disney World. Uh, maybe when we come back, we can get some comics. And I thought to myself, but this is Secret Wars number one. So what I did was I took those three comics. I went to the paper towel aisle. Way in the back, I shoved those three comics under the paper towels, came back to the grocery store a week later, and boom, they were still there. So I got that's how I got my first issue of Secret Very Wars good. hidden under the paper towels in the grocery store. <laughs> and, and you were how old when you started? I was nine. I was, I was nine. Okay. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> But that Tom, I've said this on the show before. Secret Wars is what sealed the deal for me to being a lifelong Marvel fan, and I think a lot of my generation feels that way because I I grew up with the Electric Company, I grew up with Amazing Friends on NBC, but right. this with toys, etc. This this was it. This I, lo- I fell in love with Marvel Comics even more with this because I I knew that I found out there's more characters in Spider Man and Hulk. There's oh, the X Men. There's the Avengers. There's the Fantastic right. Four. And then when Secret Wars 2 comes out, it gets a lot of crap, but it made me pick up books I didn't pick up normally. I picked up 
ROM. I picked up, what else did I pick up? Power pack. I picked up, it had that little corner box on the side of it. I'm like, well, I got to read what's happening. So there you go. You know, Secret Wars and Secret Wars 2 do do get a lot of crap. Yeah, Um, they do. um, And I I think it's very unjustified. Um, I, uh, you know, naturally, when they when they offered me the assignment, I had to go back and reread Secret Wars. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I was amazed at, at how much of that really still, you know, holds up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Um, but don't you think, Kutan, don't you think that it was the connection to the toys yep. that gave it that feel of all this was was a marketing idea and there really was no story value there which i think was completely unfair um and i think that that kind of hung that kind of that kind of idea kind of stuck around with the project a little bit and i think it you know it's kind of an unfair characterization of the uh, uh, of the both super wars one and two yeah yeah because you know jim shooter did a hell of a a hell of a good job on that that, that, that stuff some of that characterization was terrific yeah mm-hmm. absolutely you know i i look back at you know because it was the, it was the old days, and we weren't planning on, you know, compiling compiling anything trades, yeah, the trades or anything else like that. Sure. You know, you can blame the trades on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Secret Wars was one of the first trades I remember that they bundled together sure. back in the day. The uh, and you know, selling half a million copies, that's not a var- there's no variance on that thing. That's one copy, right? That's right. one issue, etc. Oh, you know, it ended up selling over a million because, you know, we went back to press on that. Yeah. Um, I've got some, we talked about, uh, there's a, speaking of variants, here's the segue. There is a lot of variants on your new book. So let's, let's take a look at some (laughs) of the variants that we have and and feel free to just talk about them. Uh, We've got this one. Beautifully done. Oh, we got a nice Tom Knock one. That, yeah, I think that was really great. Yeah, it was really great. Good looking one. Very uh, poor, evocative of the time. Poor Kang is just upset over here. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> but beautiful looking cover. Uh, you've got this one by you. Hey, who's that guy? Oh, this hey. guy. Look That's at all the those. I ordered. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. Like that. That was fun. That was fun. And you've got, uh, oh, this is Stegman doing an homage of Mike Zex. Yep, 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 yep. Very nicely done. Very nice. And if memory serves, the original had Thor and Mr. Fantastic up here, but the title was so long they had to cut them out. Right. Right, right, right. And I think we had Kitty Pride here where Rogue was supposed to be, if memory serves. Um, Is that right? That might be the case. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and we have some covers that look like the actual figures did back in the day, <laughs> which I love. I think that's so cool. Yes, exactly. Oh, I have an Iceman one back here. Let me, here, they did an Iceman. Oh, there one. he is. There he is. There's Iceman. Nice. Yep. See, um, Iceman was one of the toys that they made, but they didn't uh, own. And Zemo, too. Yep. Yep. Uh, speaking of, this is issue two. And Tom, you as a writer are addressing something I've had problems with for 40 years. Let me, that I think you're going to address because they're not, well, they are in, well, I'm, I'm not spoiling anything. It's been released. Uh, Hobgoblin wasn't in the original Secret Wars. Neither was Zemo or Constrictor or Electro. 
but they had toys. They some, had toys. Some foreign releases. I think was it. I think the toy collectors. But I always wondered why would Mattel make figures of characters that were not in the book? Did they did they ever talk to you about that back in the day about why I, they didn't? You know. I have no idea. They might have come out in, in the second year. I really, yeah. I wasn't even aware that, that they had made those toys. Oh, yeah. But um, as a fan, I'm like, why are these toys not in the actual story? So I'm glad that you're putting them in, and I'm, I'm curious to read what you're going to do to put these guys in there. So I think that's kind of fun what you did. Yeah. Pick up uh, issue two. Issue two. We're going to explain it. Uh, yes. I, this is a fun one where you got the villain shield, which is the square. Yep. Which is fun. You got the Hobgoblin and the black suited Spidey. And here's Constrictor on a cover again. I've got some images. We'll talk a little bit later about that. This is random. Uh, <laughs> this is a cover. Is that a Battle World cover? Battle World 3, issue 3. It's all the Hildebrandt cards are on the covers of the books. Um, Cyclops yes. was indeed in Secret Wars at some point, but uh, <laughs> he's not in Battle World. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Except nope. on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here we go. You got Falcon and Constrictor on, uh, I think this is issue three's variant cover. Uh, another good oh, looking one nice. here. That's, that's nice. A great, yeah. That's a good looking one. I love, I love corner boxes. It's the uh, old. Yeah. Marvel yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, a Ditko creation, if I have, re, uh, have read correctly, he, he wanted them to stand out on the, on the, on the newsstand, yeah. Newsstand, yeah. Steve right. Co-Creation. Uh, there's Hobgoblin. Look at that. That's the only figure I could never find. I he, I have them all except that one, and I, I need to drop two hundred bucks to get <laughs> get them these days. He's an expensive figure. Two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks. Look at it on eBay, man. And it's like one hundred and fifty if he's out of the card. So he's the rare one. Oh, really? Well, not he's not so he's not as rare as the overseas one the three that are overseas but he's he was okay. hard to find at least in Missouri. <laughs> you got a uh, very nice uh, Iceman and an Electro yep. and a villain shield. Yep. Uh, and this is issue four, another good looking cover. I like where, that. Oh yeah, Daredevil had a figure in the toy line too, but he wasn't actually in the original story. Correct. So, yeah, and we all remember these ads. Coming on NBC on Saturday morning. Uh, these are some fun variants that they did. That was so, very nice. That's a good looking one. That look, I, I always enjoyed that one, especially when it said coming to NBC in 1981, Spider-Man and Amazing Friends. Yeah, exactly. I do remember that as well. Yeah. Pat, you only did a cover for, for issue one? Yes. Yeah, so I had asked about doing different variants, so they just had me do um, just one variant for issue number one. That's the only one I did. Hmm. That's kind of stupid. <laughs> I, 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 I can't argue with that necessarily i mean i was uh, happy to get one i guess but i would have yeah. liked to have done more but um you know i guess my job was to to turn around interior pages <laughs> look inside the interior because it's beautiful he, he knocked it out of the park we talked about some of the figures that were only released overseas i've got some images of them that are actually in your story you've got electro we saw it on the cover okay uh, from what the research I did today, these three figures were supposed to be in that second wave that had Hobgoblin and Falcon and Daredevil. So we've got uh, this one from the second wave. Let me see if I can go. And there's Iceman from the second wave. 
which I'm surprised he wasn't included because Amazing Friends was still around uh, off and on. Yes, on you would think that he would have been yeah. one of the main First characters. Movie. Exactly. Yeah. And here is images I found from the unreleased third uh, line before it was, if it wouldn't have been canceled. So they were going to make a Thunderball, a Mystique, a Dazzler. Tom, you ought to like that one. A Dazzler <laughs> Secret War figure. Uh, here wow. she is. So these would have been, I think, would have been in the shields. These would have been the little art inside the shields, from what I understand. So they were going to make uh, okay. a an abomination, a Mister Fantastic figure. Wow! And a Nihilus with the fighting a black suited Spider Man, so, and and a Hulk. Which why Hulk wasn't included? I have no idea. I've got some more images here. Well, those the, are great. These are from Action Figure Insider that I found. And these were just, I don't, I'm not sure the artist that did them, but would they have been inside the shield as well? Is that what they were for? Yeah, this is probably, if I had to guess, this is either a Hulk figure and an Annihilus figure and, and right, right, right. probably an Annihilus because it makes him look like he can survive that. Uh, but these are the figures that were actually produced here. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the three unreleased or that was not released in the United States, which are in your mini series. And We'll explain how they were originally in this story, which you are helping me through trauma of 40 years, Tom and Pat. Thank you very much. <laughs> you are answering a question that has bugged me for years. So here you go, Tom. Here's Dazzler's uh, card that would be in her. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that cool. Well, Have you guys not so seen loud. this stuff? I have not seen any of it. Oh, that's so cool. I'm showing it to you. I love it. Wow. Uh, here is Dazzler's other images. Right here. I haven't seen any of this before. That's so cool. And here's here's a constrictor that was released. And here's Reed Richards' cards inside. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, Mystique, which is random. And why is Mystique on this flying little skateboard? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> well, they had to sell, you know, oh, um, yeah, vehicles and stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's take a look. What else we got? Here is the prototype of the Hulk for the figures. So this is oh, what God. the figure would have looked like. Uh, Geeks Antiques on on Instagram says unproduced Marvel Secret Wars hard copy. This was from a planned third wave that was canceled due to lack of interest in the line. Hulk was sculpted by longtime toy veteran John Gardner, who is featured in the book that he's in. So anyway, that's what Hulk would have looked like if they produced him. Oh wow! That's for the nice. toys. And what else did I find? Here is the Electro. Did I already go through all these? Have you seen Thunderball oh, yet? There's that. Yeah. Not to oh, be confused wow. with the, any of these. Not to be confused with the James Bond movie. Correct. Tom Jones song. <laughs> I I remember when Mattel told me that yeah, yeah. my contact at Mattel told me they weren't going to go ahead with Secret Wars. Mm -hmm. They said, you know, it's you know, we were kind of disappointed with the you know, with the uh, uh, sales volume we had with Secret right. Wars. And I, I said, oh, you know, how bad did we do? And, and it came up with a figure, which I don't remember if it was $25 million or $35 million. Oh. And I remember thinking, what? <laughs> and you're disappointed with that? That just shows you the difference between toy numbers and comic book numbers. You oh, would have for that, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, we'd kill for those sort of numbers. That's funny. Absolutely. Um, so 
what when you were pitched this idea, did you? I mean, you are in, you don't have to spoil anything, but did you say? Did you see that those figures were in the toy line? You're like, you know, how how can I introduce them in this story? Well, Is that part uh, of it. My, my editor said, you know, I'd, I'd I'd really like to see the the um, the the uh, unreleased figures um, be part of the you know the story if you can figure them in. And I and I said, unreleased figures? What are you talking about? <laughs> and then he told me about these guys, right. and I thought, okay, so. I, I wrote them, wrote them down <laughs> and thought, yeah, we got to get them into the story. Absolutely. I mean, you know, how, how can you not get them into the story? Right. That's, some guys, we have explanations on why they're there. And other guys are like, you know, why me? <laughs> <laughs> why me? Why, why, why did Mattel choose me? Or I mean, the Beyonder. <laughs> um, you know, and, and we have, you know, explanations on, on why characters were there or, how, you know, how, how they – how the, those that uh, did the choosing, um, yeah. I don't want to give away any of the story. Did you read the, you said. I, you, you, yeah, I read issue one. Yeah, okay. One. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, those who, who did the choosing, you know, had reasons for, for why they chose certain people. Right. Pat, uh, was there some characters in there that you've never drawn before that you enjoyed that's the uh, first time? Oh, absolutely. I mean, okay. there was there was there were several several of them, and um, um, I mean, as you saw in the covers, it's not giving anything away. I mean, characters like Daredevil. I mean, I I really never got a chance to draw him very much. Um, um, so there were several. I really not got much of a chance to draw Absorb Big Man very much. Uh, Hobgoblin only here and there. Um, so, I mean, Iceman. So there's several characters that I really had not had much opportunity to draw. If I had drawn them at all, it's just here and there, uh, but nothing really consistent. Um, and one of the great uh, thrills about not only getting to draw those characters was then to see them. I mean, John Calise, a <coughs> colorist, he did an amazing job. Um, he, he, coloring he really the did. Um, and so to see some of these characters, it's one thing when they're, when they're in black and white. But then when some of these characters, especially like the Human Torch scenes with Spider-Man, um, Hobgoblin, uh, you know, when they're in color, um, he just did such a fantastic job. I and mean, they just kind of jump out at you. And it's, uh, it's such a nostalgic thrill to get a chance to, to draw some of these guys. Because a lot of them I had never really drawn very much. Right. Yeah, we're talking about his colors. They pop, don't they? They're just coming Absolutely. off the screen. I mean, he just did. Yeah. I mean, John, John is super talented and uh, just... Just killed it. I mean, he just really did a fantastic job on the book. Yeah, that's great. Um, we've got, I want to show, let me uh, get something else up for you guys. I've got, I'm going to go to the Marvel website and talk about the solicits. Uh, and people can look at this. Here we go. Uh, let's see. So issue one came out November 22nd. So right before Thanksgiving. <clears throat> uh, do you, I've always wondered, Tom, do you write this? Does the writer write this, the script or is this the editor? Um, I, I assume the sales department does. Oh, the sales department does. Okay. Um, so, um, it says after nearly 40 years of mysteries, of secret wars deepen, get ready for an all new cataclysmic battle from when Spider-Man first got his alien costume, when a mysterious being called the beyonder assembled superheroes and villains from earth to do a battle on a patchwork planet. Yes. Witness now were an untold adventure set during the original Secret Wars. So that one just came out. Uh, and you you said before we got on the air, you went to a signing and it was packed. 
Yeah. yeah Let's talk was, about that. Well, I, you know, I, I went to a signing and um, they had a they had a ton of the Secret Wars and a lot of the variant covers. Yeah. Not all of the variant covers I now see. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and I they showed had them all. A, <laughs> you know, it was a, a place called Oh Yeah Comics in Harrison, <laughs> New York, and they did a fantastic job. Uh, there was a you know a, a never-ending line of, of people, you know, to pick up the comics, and I I would I I was thrilled because um, store signings. It's been years since I've done one, mm-hmm. um, but I remember them as being, you know. Uh, Lonely affairs. <laughs> this was this was not. This was they can be. Yeah, this was well organized and you know, so cool. And, you know, well, the nice thing is, thing, I just what? remember getting it. Like the the book came out on the twenty second. I think it was that evening or sometime not long after. We got an editor. We got an email from the editor that uh, we'd already gone to a second printing. Oh, it, it was the cool. day it came out. We got got the yeah, email. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, that's I mean, really cool. Yeah, the the response has been fantastic. That's awesome. Well, and in the line, Tom, are they forty year old guys like me, or is it all ages? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually all all ages. Oh, that's They're, a good that's a good thing. You know, they, I I was you know surprised at the at the age range. That's right. um, how about good. with you, Pat? When when you did a your signing? Yeah, mine were uh, mine skewed a little older. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this, still, the response was, was great. I mean, the, 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 the people, everyone that bought the book really, really enjoyed it. Right. Um, it's still hard for me to wrap my brain around, even after all this time, that it's a 40th anniversary. I kept telling, yeah. whenever I talked to people about the project, I kept, I would even say, like, call it the 20th anniversary. And they would say, no, 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 it's the 40th. I said, no, 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 that's not possible, because that would make me... Okay, too old that I really need to want to think about. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, uh, the response is great. I mean, That's so yeah, cool. I mean, I didn't have quite the same age range, but everyone mm-hmm. who picked up the book really liked it. Right. Uh, issue issue two comes out uh, December twenty seventh, right after Christmas. Yep. Uh, and even in the solicit, the sales department is talking to me, Tom. Only this issue holds the answer to a forty year mystery. <laughs> well, there's a new set of villains that find their way into the battle world, including previously produced toys for Hobgoblin, Baron Zemo, Electro Constrictor. It's not a hoax. It's in canon, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what mystery there that is revealed in that issue. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, why the hell are these guys 40 year old toys and never in the story? That's the mystery. Okay. Well. <laughs> And then issue three comes out on uh, January 31st. So at the end of the month is when all yep. these books are coming out each month. All right. Uh, so so amid it? the chaos, there comes a calamity. Baron Zemo and the villains have the heroes in their grasp. But what discovery Bob the Hobgoblin will threaten to tear their shaky alliance asunder? Exactly. Yeah, you got to pick up the book to find out. You have to find out. Exactly. exactly. There you go. This is, this is one of the most important things you're going to do in your life. This will move your world, <laughs> your battle world, if you will. <laughs> hey, listen, we we worked hard on this thing. We uh, absolutely. There, you know, uh, the the opening sequences with the frost 
giants and that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, there's nothing random in, in this in these four issues. We we only had four issues, yeah. and and we packed it full of stuff. Yes. But some of the stuff you're not going to even realize how it fits in until your second or third rereading of this, because exactly. we expect people to reread these things. Exactly. Yep. Yes, yeah. and then pick up the trade to find out even more. Uh, and then you wrap up with uh, the day before my birthday. Thank you in advance for this. Uh, <laughs> I, my birthday is February 22nd. It comes out on February 21st. Uh, it says Falcon, Iceman, Daredevil, Human Torch versus Spider-Man. The Secret Wars reached their peak with the, quote, oh. missing heroes, Falcon, Iceman, and Daredevil, who, again, were in the toy line. Joining Human Torch at last as the true nature of the Beyonders test is revealed. Their enemy, Spider-Man, a grand finale nearly 40 years in the making as the full scope of this legendary original Secret Wars comes into focus. Man, the Human Torch is making the symbiote go nuts on him with all the fire. So that's kind of yes, cool. as, as well he should. Yeah, that's, that's exactly really cool. Right. Uh, so uh, just talk about, is it fun to be back together? Has it been a, a few years since you guys have worked together? Well, um, on a on a project like this, yes, yeah, we, we worked on a, a, a small story together. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, the world of icon, the world of icon. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that yeah, was a course. Kickstarter that's already. I think it just right. ended. Okay, right, awesome. right. Yeah, cool. Yeah. What makes so this relationship ship work, <laughs> Pat? What What's it about working with Tom that you like? Well, he sends me a check every month, which is really nice. I don't expect it. It's always nice when it shows up. I do appreciate it. No, it's it's. Uh, um, I think one of the things that that there are uh, um, when you get to work with a writer who um, um, sees storytelling the same way, who looks at this kind of uh, these kind of superhero stories in the same way. I think um, Tom and Ron, Tom and Ron think very similarly i think myself and and tom think similarly in terms of in terms of these kinds of stories um so when you find someone like that that speaks with a common language about uh like superhero action adventure stories um, um you just immediately want to work with them as much as you can because i think that that uh, uh, we're kind of on the same same page and i think that started off early with the uh, uh, um the classic thor core miniseries <laughs> um, but then, uh, you know, obviously, in our time on on Spider Girl and, and a bunch of other projects we've worked on together, I've 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 always loved working with Tom and uh, always jumped at the chance to do so. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about working with Pat. What's what works with this well, team up? Well, you know, Pat, you know, he he understands visual storytelling, which right. I think is, you know, I I can't praise you enough for that. Um, We've got, you know, I don't want to sound like an old fart, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> I look at a lot of today's comics yeah. and I just see a bunch of heads talking. Mm. And, and I think, you know, comics are supposed to be all about the visual, you know, visual excitement, uh, you know, the, the sequential storytelling all right. and, and, you know, guys like Pat who really understands, you know, you know how to lay out a scene and how to, you know, draw you in into the scene, mm -hmm. and um, and show you all the information you need. You know, I just, I just, you know, love 
work with guys like Pat and, and Ron and, you know, you know it, it, it just, I mean, they, they do all the work. I get to sit back and, and say, ah, here, we're going to do something interesting in this scene. And then Pat says, how about we draw this? And I go, yes, that's it. And I look twice as smart as I am. And, yeah. you know, ask my wife. She'll tell you I'm not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a little danger field here, Tom. You know, hey, no respect. Yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> this this relationship went to a new level with Spider Girl when you guys first worked on that. I mean, talk about that that relationship. You guys just worked naturally together and knocked it out of the park with that. Well, I, got very, I got very lucky because um, obviously, you know, um, Tom and Ron uh, in What If uh, One Hundred Five, I mean, mm -hmm. came up with the character, kind of set all this up. Um, um, which then it was a springboard into the MC2 universe. They were, you know, they were, they were going to expand into other titles. And at the time, um, uh, a next was going to be one of the titles that they were going to, they were going to create. And yeah. I was kind of hoping that if I was going to do anything that maybe I thought I was going to do the, the a next story. I had never really done an Avengers book. Um, but then rightly so Ron wanted to do the a next story because of the Thunderstrike connection. Right. Um, so they suggested me for spider girl and, uh, I thought that would be, that was also a great idea. Um, so I, I was very fortunate to get, to get put on the title and then, uh, um, you know, it was just, it was just a, you know, a great world to play in and, uh, uh you know, I had a great time with it. Yeah, well, I, w when we were setting it up, I originally thought of you for the next two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I said, I said to Ron, you know, you know, you'll do Spider Girl, right? Uh, you know, Pat, Pat'll do, uh, you know, Anex because he's got that Neil Adams influence right. and stuff. Right. right, that's exactly what I was thinking too. Right. You know, and I thought, and 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 we we're going to do J two, and I said, you know, J two is just going to be a weird book, and the <laughs> only guy I know who can, you know, you know, carry it off <laughs> off with the silliness. And, yeah. and and the straightforwardness that it needs is is, is Ron Lynn. Absolutely. Uh, you know, because Anex, I look at that book and think, how did I get away with that book? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then Ron said to me, Oh no, no, I gotta I gotta do A next. Yeah, I said, yeah. why do you have to do A next? He says, the Thunderstrike connection. I have to do yeah. it. I, I, I've been thinking about Kevin for years. I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> Ron just kept whining at me. <laughs> you know, if you say Ron friends three times, he's going to be in the chat. He's going to join us. I guarantee it. <laughs> I, I hope so. Well, and I figured, all right, listen, you know, I'll put him on a next because this way I won't have to pay him the money I owe him. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Always the astute businessman, Tom. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think didn't Ron say you pay in pizza? Is that what <laughs> that was? What? <laughs> well, uh, no, no, don't say that. Now Pat's gonna want his pizza. <laughs> Everybody wants a slice, you know. Exactly right. I want that deal. Uh, Tevia has a question. He wants to know if you guys could go back to any other crossover similar to the '80s. Anything you two would like to tackle? Secret Wars Two. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, yeah, I never In, thought about that. Infinite crisis. What else, what else do we have? We got to, you know, maybe acts of vengeance. Cause that, you know, right. we, cool. we, we had different characters fighting, you know, different villains. I, I, you know, I always thought that was fun. Spider-Man versus Magneto and 
what else was there? Yeah, so, you know, something like that. But Spider Man knocked him out, uh, knocked the Gray Hulk into orbit. That was fun. Right. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I'd, I'd rather create a brand new crossover than go back to, to an old one. Pat, any anything you'd like to go back to? No, I think Tom's suggestion was was a good one. I think, um, um, but I think I. I I agree with Tom is that it would be kind of fun to create something new. I mean, I think that was one of the great things about, even though, you know, secret wars battle world obviously takes off from secret wars. Um, Tom's decision to create this jumping off point actually like actually at a specific panel in the original story um, uh, yeah. was great. And I think that was, I think, you know, Something kind of a, that would be taken something completely new would be would probably be more fun. That that was I love the editor's note in the first issue. You explain where this happened. It happened in the middle of lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Did you have to scour through like where can I put it? Where can I put it? He's got to have yeah, the black I, suit. I, I had to reread the whole thing and tried to figure out where where would be a good point to do it. Yeah. And then I thought, you know, see. I always want to create because, because, Hey, you know, they're paying us to be creative people. We should be creative. And I wanted to, you know, have a jumping off point where we could create new things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we've created something new in there that people aren't going to even realize how new it is yep. uh, for a while. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, that new thing we created, will haunt people and they'll be discussing that 40 years from now. <laughs> that would be great. You know, that's why you need to buy all four issues. <laughs> so you can be haunted for 40 years. Is that the tagline? <laughs> well, listen, I, I, I believe that comic books should, should stick with you and, and, and oh, yeah. should, you know, you should read it and you say, wait a minute, let me think about this. <laughs> and, and there should be questions in your mind after you've finished it. Um, things that you're, you know, you're, you're thinking about, you're discussing. Um, and, and you know, that's why I like, you know, working with guys like Pat and Ron. And, you know, when we got, got mail, um, we got mail about the characters. We, we didn't get mail about, you know, uh, Pat's, you know, wonderful art or, 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 or my stylistic writing or that sort of stuff. We got questions about the characters because yeah. we, we, you know, we want to immerse you fully into the world of these characters and you, we want you to see them as if they were alive. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we want, we want you to be haunted by their, by their trials and tribulations because we pour a lot of shit on these characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's really what starts all of us on this journey is that you fall into this world. I mean, whatever book you're following, characters you're following. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, certainly I was uh, um, um, amazed and impacted by the artwork of guys like Neil Adams and John Buscema. And, but what kept me a comic book fan and what I love so much about it was that the world around me disappears and I become part of the world that I'm, I'm reading and whatever book that it has to be. And I think that's really what the, the, what the pull of comics and fiction in general is. So that like, you, like Tom said, I mean, you, we want readers to kind of fall into this world, to be immersed in this world, to interact with the characters. 
um, if they're really paying too much attention to uh, the style, stylistic writing or the stylistic drawing, then we're we're pulling this reader out of the story. We're not really doing our job. So yeah. um, that and, immersion and, is part of what we do. And Peter Parker is a friend that I check in with every month. And it's thanks to Stan right. and Steve and, and Ramita and you guys, etc., generations that have made me care about this character. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. We have Greg, who's my friend from Missouri, also says, uh, like Brad, Secret Wars, Amazing 252 was my first intro to Marvel Comics. 40 years later, I've completed my run of number one to the current issue of Amazing Spider-Man. Wow. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yikes. Uh, Wow. <laughs> Speaking of Tom, you're you're in two Marvel comics uh for the next few months, by the way. They're re-releasing the uh facsimile editions of Amazing 252, 253 to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the, the black suit and, and secret wow. I, what's it like to be facsimilated? What what's it like to be a copy of yourself, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you survived the Clone Wars. Can you survive this? <laughs> they, well, they, they've reprinted, you know, 252 a number of times. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, the first Spider-Girl and the first uh, Peter Porker and that sort of stuff. But, mm -hmm. I, you know, I can't believe that they're going to do a whole year of. Uh, you and Ron. Yeah, and that, Leonardi. Yeah, Rick Leonardi. Yeah, it did, you know, and, and the whole year of Secret Wars, like. You know, I hope we make it through the whole year because I just can't. Yeah. You know, wouldn't that be bad if Secret Wars was canceled, like issue six? <laughs> like, sorry, we can't reproduce anymore. We're make losing money. Yeah. You know, I I, I hope they I, I I hope we make it through the whole year. I uh, I, I you know I'm thrilled and honored. Um, you know, I, I when I look back at that stuff, you know. At this stage, all I see are the mistakes, uh, the the way we could have done it better. Mm -hmm. um, Why are you a true professional, Tom? Well, you know, I, you know, I, I wish I, I wish I was as good as I want to be. Um, <laughs> we all both. disagree. You you are awesome. So you're, well, you're your worst critic. Well, you know, I I know Ron looks at you know, certain issues that he just hates them because mm. I, I should have done a much better job. I could, you know, I, I, you know, I should have, I, I said, instead of reprinting, they should make me redo, do the whole issue. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I know people like that stuff and I'm, I'm so thankful. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, I know they were doing this in the eighties with Marvel tales. They were reprinting, uh, Stan Lee's and Ditko stuff. It's, it's very similar. It's just got the old ads in it now. Yeah. I yeah. love the old ads. Well, uh, you know, when I found out they're going to, uh, do two fifty two, I, yeah. I ordered a bunch of copies, which I'll, you know, take the conventions and stuff like that. Right. Cause, uh, I, I now bring comics with me when I go to conventions so that, uh, I don't have to sign pieces of paper. Um, <laughs> Because they're selling out of this book so much, is what you said. They're you know, they, selling out. They are selling out. And, yeah, yeah, so, you know. uh, we have some comments. Uh, Tevia says that uh, I first got into Spider-Man comics with Mayday Parker, Spider-Girl. And thanks to Tom and Run Friends, I got into Spider-Man comics. Oh, well. Uh, Tevia is also a fan of Pat. Uh, your artwork is amazing. Thank you. 
And here, here's an interesting handle. Hose a taco. <laughs> ask, them, <laughs> ask them what they think of the direction Spider-Man has been going on in the past 10 years. I'm not sure you guys are reading it currently. Are you, are you up on the latest Spider-Man? I, I'm afraid I am not. I am not. It's uh, Sorry. yeah. Um, I'm not the audience for today's comics. I, I like a lot more action um, in a comic book. And, and some of these things just move too slow for me. Um, uh, Matt has a question. Uh, I, uh, he says, uh, question, wasn't Secret Wars the biggest Marvel event in the 80s that rivaled the competition's Infinite Crisis crossover? Oh, we were there a year before Infinite Crisis. Right. Was that inspired? Did the distinguished competition see what Secret Wars did? And then they, did you think that's why they I'm, did a crossover? I bet. I'm, I'm sure of it. Uh, oh, you're positive, yeah. <laughs> I, I I always used to say that uh, you know Marvel's it's Marvel's job to to blaze a path, and DC will follow us by a year or so and make it look better. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, we came out with the Marvel Masterworks about yeah. a year later. The DC ones came out, and they that's were, right. They look so sophisticated compared to what what we put out, but, but we we put it out really quickly because. <laughs> We needed the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you go by toys, I think the superpowers line, what came out first superpowers or secret wars superpowers. Okay. And they sold probably better because they got uh, more toys out. Yeah. Because we found out later that Mattel basically got the Marvel license to keep it away from Kenner. Mm. Um, okay. They were afraid Kenner would get the license and they didn't want the superpowers thing to uh, compete with He-Man. So they kind of tanked, tanked the uh, Marvel superhero line because they didn't want us to compete with He-Man either. So we didn't get any of the advertising or, or that sort of stuff. And we still sold like 25 million copies. So and the, Marvel the, was big with toys uh, and doing comics. They had the Transformers. They had G.I. Joe. I remember uh, those, yeah. those were very popular. Um I think he even had a star comics, He-Man and, and, uh, yeah, comic for a little bit, or I could be wrong. Maybe DC. That, that was, that, that was a couple of years later, but yes. Yeah. But, um, uh, and they're kind of getting back into it. Rom is back at Marvel for a little bit. Uh, what, uh, anyway, the toys and Marvel go hand in hand. And this book was one of the first ones that, that embraced both worlds, <laughs> I guess. Absolutely. And, and this one also, would you would you both agree this started the crossover event that we're still we still have it in comics? Um, Is this one to blame? <laughs> I think the, the the first big crossover was Contest of Champions. That's right. Which was originally done um, as a treasury. It was supposed to be done, I think, as a treasury for the Olympics. Right, right, right. Um, yep. But then the United States pulled out of the Olympics that year. Right. And we had this artwork. We're trying to figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. And we, we ended up ad-libbing and turning it into contest of champions. <laughs> uh, you, you made lemonade is what you did. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, and uh, that was our first, you know, big, big crossover. That, that thing came out and, and we would... We're just trying to like use up the inventory, and and that thing sold so well. 
Yep. That we we kept looking at it thinking, why is this thing selling <laughs> that, that, that well? On the newsstand, that, that that thing, you know, that that thing was a juggernaut. Yeah. And uh we said, hey, we we should do another another thing like that. And Secret Wars ended up to be it. And and I get it. Uh they like money. The companies like money. There's a there's a Spider-Man story coming up. Uh, started this month called Gang War. And it is in, there are at least five to six side titles along with Amazing Spider-Man that if you really want the story, pick up Daredevil, pick up Luke Cage, pick up X, Y, and Z. I get it. Um, why they do that. It, I, it, I think it takes away from the main story. Secret Wars, you got the idea in 12 issues what it was about. If you want to read a little bit more about the black suit, go pick up Amazing. But these things seem so bloated these days with crossovers. I I think there are, you know, some truth to that. Um, I think I I like comic books better when we were doing, you know, complete single issue stories or two or two part stories or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of it has to do with my attention span. At, at a certain point, Ron and I realized that after three issues of something, we were done with it. We, you know, we, <laughs> Let's move on. It's it's time to go to a different world, a different different you know uh, topics. Um, but you know, we could do goofy one issue stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, some of the Spider Girl things were, were just it, it was just a done in one. That had no, you know, you know, it didn't shake the universe, didn't shake the world. It was just a, an important personal story for for Mayday, and I, I and those are the kind of stories I really love love to do. Not not all books the, need fifty chapters. Be stories. Oh, go ahead, Pat. Sorry, I, I was just no, saying not I all stories need fifty chapters. Right, exactly. And I think those individual stories, the crossovers are have their have their place. But I think to a certain extent, um, it doesn't allow you to, like you said, um, fall into the world of that specific character. It, mm-hmm. it removes you from, um, you know, the, the storyline that maybe you had been following uh, that you come back for every month. That you look forward to every month. Yeah. Um, uh, having to then piece together the story through other for other comics. I understand you try to see the readership in and maybe they introduce them into a character they haven't they, they weren't aware of before. But at the same time you don't want to get them off that moving train of whatever like the, they're 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 waiting to see the next issue of Spider-Man or the Avengers or whatever. And um and they're there every month to see what the next yeah. uh the next adventure is, what happens to these characters. And kind of having that sidetrack where you then have to then go you know, I'll have to go buy all these other issues to kind of cobble together a general story. I think that that can take away from, um, um, you know, the involvement you have with a specific character that you have become uh, a fan of and look forward to every month. And I I get it why companies do it. The the crossover sell. I get it. I get it. But I I think in the eighties and and I'm going to sound like an old man, Tom, if you were an old, (laughs) sound like an old man, I'm going to sound like an old man. I think I sampled more books with Secret Wars 2 because they were 60 and 75 cents. Amazing Spider-Man now is $5 a book if you go by cover price. So they just raised it a buck. Really? Uh, Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man is $4.99. 
so I, it's it's hard to sample five dollars here, five dollars there, yeah, as it was back when I was a kid at sixty cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can't argue. Uh, with that. We got uh, a new another comment that we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Matt says, "What are both Pat and Tom's favorite Spider-Man characters that they've created?" Tom. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Tom. You go first. <laughs> I guess Mayday Parker. Oh, yeah. You know? That's your favorite. Yeah. 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 Well, I didn't get a chance to obviously create Mayday, but the uh, uh, one of the characters that, uh, that I created involving Spider-Man was um, um, one of the first villains I created for Untold Tales of Spider-Man called the Scorcher. Uh-huh. It was a lot of fun to draw, and actually there was a period of time where there were sketches that were going around designs were going around. I think he was supposed to be in the, there was a chance he was going to be in the most recent Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse movie. So that all these like character designs of him floating around, he never made it in. Um, but, uh, you know, he would have been my, he would have been my claim to fame. <laughs> so gentlemen, if there is a, uh, request from this editor younger than the crossover, the return, <laughs> can you find another spot to do another Untold Tales for a sequel to this one? You, you uh, up for another round? Um, you know, he's got to eat lunch again. I mean, <laughs> we, and I need we, to eat lunch too. <laughs> we could easily do a sequel to this. Okay. Um, uh, and we could do the sequel in the present day. Oh, there's, there's, that's good. And, and good. It, you know, if, if we were going to do something, I, I'd rather, you know, set it in the present day. Yeah. Um, I'd be on board for that. You know, I, I you know, because, uh, because of the gray hair, when, when Marvel thinks of me, they think of me for these nostalgic pro projects and that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. You and me both. <laughs> you know, and I think, you know, guys, I, I can write present day stuff because yep. uh, outside of the comics, or out, outside of the comics I do for you, everything else I'm doing is set in the present day, and I'd rather do do present day stuff because then I don't have to worry about, you know, what, what was going on in the seventies or the eighties or, <laughs> or the nineties because I don't remember anymore. <laughs> I would be on board for you, that. You're up yeah. for it too. Awesome. Absolutely. If you guys want to pick Absolutely. up the the first issue, if you can find it. They're already in a second print, right? So let's go back and look at yep, the, the, yep. the first one. They're already on a second print of this one. Uh, yep. Secret Wars Battle World. The next one comes out right after Christmas with uh, issue number two. Pick that up. Uh, you can tell your local retailer to pick this up. Also January 31st. Uh, issue three comes out. And then issue four comes out right before my birthday on February 21st. Uh, pick this up for these guys. Final thoughts, guys. Pat, what, what's your final thoughts on this before we wrap it up? Oh, it's just been, um, I mean, it's been a great project to be a part of. I was thrilled just to get a chance to to uh, to draw these characters, work with Tom again. Uh, the fact that it has been uh, so well received, uh, that we did go to so, a second printing so quickly, um, was kind of a nice little icing on the cake. I mean, I would have been just happy to, to get a chance to work on these characters, four issues, work with Tom. Um, but the uh, the fact that the response has been so great has been super gratifying. So I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Tom, final thoughts? 
I, I, I want to thank the readers and and uh, you know and Pat and and our editor, you know uh, uh, Mark Basil for just you know thinking, you know thinking and inviting us to play in this playground again. And uh, you know I, I just had a lot of fun, um, and uh, I, and I remember uh, you know one silly thing I I said to my. I forget if it was issue two or three. I said, you know, this is my all talky issue where we explain everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and then after the editor got the script, he, he says, this is your talky issue? <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, my idea of talky is, is, yeah, all, exactly. is really a lot different from... Yeah, we don't do radio scripts. We do comic book scripts. That's funny. Yep. We have a Merry Christmas, Tom DeFalco. Thanks for coming to the Sarasota Comic Con. You guys are all awesome. Happy New Year. Thank Down you. Down in Florida. Down in Florida is where you can So, gentlemen, I'm looking forward to the books. Uh, and I uh, hope you guys pick it up. And, Tom, I've been in therapy for 40 years. Thank you for answering the question. Why the <laughs> heck did Mattel make these toys? <laughs> So thanks, everybody, for watching. Thank you, gentlemen. And I hope you liked that episode. Before we go, I want to remind you about patreon.com slash crawlspace. One of the perks that you get by being a member is you get your name read at the end of each audio edition. So I want to give a big thanks and a shout-out to Gene and JR and Lisa and Scott and the Crazy Fool. And we got Venkman, Winnipeg Webhead, Adam, Annie, Aries, Brian, Christina, Craig, Cyberweasel, Diabetic, Superman, Frazetta Hulk, Jacob, James, Jesse, John, Josh, Kelly, Laura, Noah P, Ryan, Sarah, Scott, Will, Zach, hashtag something good for you, AJ, Anthony, Anthony L, Datboy, Donnie, Frederick, Jeff, Haskimo, Ira, Jay, JB, Jared, Mark, Mark S, Mark T, Matthew, Milo17, we've got Mitzi86, Nick B, Nick C, uh, Patrick, Rocky, Ryan, Sailor Sega, Stephen, Stuart, Symbiobro, and thanks to each and every one of them. If you'd like to sign up, you also could get uh, your name in front of each uh, video podcast. That's a perk. We've got exclusive discords where you can chat it up with fellow Patreon members. If you like swag, we've got t-shirts and hoodies and coffee cups and stickers and behind-the-scenes info and spider satellites exclusive po podcasting. Again, patreon.com slash crawlspace. 